What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode. So before we get into it, uh, I just want to remind you to go to stnutrition.com because we still have the 10% off discount going on for podcast listeners. So you type in Rona, R-O-N-A, at the promo code when you will check out. So you'll this time we just made it uh, site-wide. So now everything that you want, you can get... Um, 10% off. Sorry, I had to turn my levels down. I'm a little loud. But, uh, and then also, um, starting today starts the virtual event for the Epilepsy Foundation. And so, what this is, is usually every year they do a 5K. This year, of course, because of the coronavirus, um, they're not going to be doing the 5K in person. So, it's really like a virtual event. And what you're going to do is like you download one of those apps that track your mileage and time and stuff. And you'll take a snapshot of it after you're finished and then send it to the Epilepsy Foundation. And they'll send you back a uh, shirt and a medal, I believe. And all it is is it's $25. And everything goes to the Epilepsy Foundation. Um, We aren't starting a team this year. Uh, we just thought like, we just put it out there. If you guys want to do it, it's fun. It's 25 bucks. Um, you get a shirt, you get a medal, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of just doing it for that, but also I know how much epilepsy needs funding and, uh, to really figure out like what's going on and to create more medications that can help people with epilepsy. And I'm sure my wife would love, um, if you would help her out too. And that date, it starts today and it actually ends June 6th. So you have all the way up to June 6th to just register your name and all that kind of stuff and pay your 25 bucks and then you're on your way. Get going. So that's all I got for that. And let's start the episode. It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself. That has made me who I am. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Tower Podcast with me, myself, Ben Hamrick. Um, you know, lone wolf today. No guests or anything. Uh, I like to do a guest every other week now because just doing it on zoom or skype or whatever just isn't is this it's not the same as having people in person um i don't mind it you know but just trying to get someone every week is just kind of uh old to me but it's still fun i still love having people on and i still love talking to them and all those different kind of things but but yeah man i mean what's been going on um I don't know. I mean, it's just, I just want to get, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to get all this, like, energy out. Like, I'm very energized today. Uh, yesterday, I was very beat down because of my allergies, and today, I'm a lot better. For some reason, my medication wasn't working, and I even took two pills yesterday, and uh, I just don't, I don't know what happened. And today, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just been bouncing around, trying to do stuff, like, get stuff done. And uh, just really, you know, keep going. But 
let's get this podcast going off on a good note. And, um, yeah, this is uh, Hyperdrive. This is the intro song by Sebastian Forslin. Turn my volume back up. Good, good. All right. That's the way I want to start. That's the way I want to start. I'm just trying to get y'all pumped up. Like, I know most of the people don't like the music I listen to, but, you know, I love that stuff, man. I love harder stuff than that. You know, that's a little that's a little quiet for me, but I'm not trying to make y'all's ears bleed. So, we're going to... We're gonna keep it at that. That's why I love it for my for the intro song and I love it to get going. Let's get it going. Um so this week, what's today? Today is May 15th. This week, um I was actually reading an article at the beginning of the week, I think Sunday or Monday. And uh this article was written by Lindsay Peterson. And what was the website? Um, uprisenutrition.com. Yeah. So the article's called The Furry Trick to Fasted Cardio. I, I Honestly, I don't even know how I found that. I think, I think I was interested first in, um, if like you could do, if fasted cardio was good for your dog, because I know I love doing fasted cardio. I feel like even though scientifically there's no really difference between doing cardio after a workout or doing cardio fasted, um, at least in the, uh, the science that I've seen or read, uh, I just, I just feel like it does something different for me. I feel like it gets me in my mood, in my mental space. Um, I feel it more in my body than I do after I work out. And I don't know, it just, I just feel it 
I just feel it more. So I was wondering if it affects dogs in the same way. And uh, didn't really find anything on it, but she used a hashtag called my dog makes me do cardio, which means like she really what that's what got her motivated is doing it for her dog. So her dog needed the the exercise and the push to go out and do, you know, do the walking and whatever, take a, take the dog to the park or the hike or something like that. Or just try and do something with your dog every single day, which is what I started trying to do. You know, um, my dog was, she's a mixed breed. Um, you could tell if you look at her, she's mostly, mostly uh, Rottweiler and she got a little big, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I was, I was, uh, unemployed for a long time. So I was doing something with her every single day. And then when I finally, uh, you know, got a, like a, like an eight hour gig job, 40 hour a week job. Right. Um, then I couldn't do all that with her anymore, you know? So, I really had to figure out like what I was going to do and I really had to make time for it. And this time around really pushed me because she actually gained more weight when she was on this medication. So she was on like two steroids or something and finally she's off it. And I was like, all right, we got to do something. You know what I mean? And of course, like the people make comments and all that kind of stuff, which irritates me, but it never really drove me to, um, where I'm at now because I don't I don't really listen to people too much yeah the comments bother me but I don't take their comments into consideration um so yeah uh that's what we pretty much started I started with one mile and then two miles and then three um she really hasn't been past three so I kind of stuck with that and actually went down to two so we've been hanging out at two miles um just so like she gets the hang of things you know um, most of the, most of the week we went around the neighborhood, just, uh, on leash. And then yesterday I took her off leash to the park and that way, um, that was a little bit harder for her because she was doing a, a lot of like intervals, like she would be walking and sniffing and stuff. And then all of a sudden like sprint to catch up with me, you know? And, um, yeah, so I track, uh, our mileage on an app and that's how that's how I know like how many miles we're walking. So yeah, so I decided to do that, and it, it's also helping me. You know, I'm not a big cardio person. Uh, I get my weightlifting in, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, kind of like power lifting mixed with bodybuilding type workouts. You know, um, I ha- I do that, but then after that, I only have so much time before I have to go to work. And I try and make the best of that time, you know, and then lifting takes up so much of that time that just adding cardio is just, you know, it takes up more time. So I don't really, uh, haven't been doing it for a while until this week. And, um, I've actually been feeling the effects of it and haven't seen anything yet. It's only been a week. I haven't really seen anything in her either, but you know, it takes time. And only, you know, you got to give it time and uh, just keep pushing through it. So that's what I started. Started that on Monday. Uh, What's today? Friday. 
and we didn't go out today. Uh, why did I go out today? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know why I didn't go out today yet. But yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it a point. Oh, because it was, I think it's too hot for her to be outside right now and to do that long. Um, like to do two miles, like I think it would be pretty painful for her. Um, Cause, because it's in the 80s today, so which I love because it's really good, and I hate cold weather, and I miss it. I miss the hot weather, and um, I've been kind of scared to go outside because my allergies were so bad yesterday, so I've been scared to go out today. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, see what happens. I just didn't want to go through what I did yesterday, man. It was ridiculous. So if anyone has any tips or any medications you think will work right now I take Claritin D which is pretty much the strongest one I've I've tried so far and uh I had to take two of them yesterday and they still didn't work so who knows but uh what else what else went on this week um last Saturday was UFC 249 the first really like sports event since March, maybe not even that. I don't know. And um, I don't know. In the beginning, I thought it was kind of weird uh, to have no audience and no fans, that kind of stuff. But then as you watch, you kind of got the feel for it and you got used to it. Um, I used to love Ultimate Fighter when I was younger. So I was kind of used to that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't mind um, listening, uh, to quietness. I like listening because this, this time you can hear the guys breathing. You can hear the punches like skin touching skin. Like you can hear, um, a lot of the fighters were like, Oh, thanks to DC. Who's one of the commentators because he said, Oh, I needed to block leg kicks more. So I started blocking them, you know? And, uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of weird decisions. Um, Cowboys decision. He fought. Uh, who did he fight? Cowboy fought. I don't even remember who he fought. <laughs> Dang on. Um, but that just shows you too. He was on the prelims. If Cowboys fighting on the prelims, you know it's a deep card. You know. Uh, Michelle Watterson fought, and um, yeah, that was that was about it. It was boring as hell. Uh, it's it's hard. The last two fights for me have been hard to watch her. I love her so much, and as a person and as a fighter, and but the last two fights has just been. I mean, I can't really judge her on the Joanna one because she's a monster. But this one, I thought she was just going to take the cake. But she kind of, you know, she keeps her distance. But she's not long enough to do that, in my opinion. Um, so, I don't know. Do not know. But I ended up falling asleep after the Greg Hardy fight. So, I didn't really see any of the main event stuff. <laughs> the regular main event stuff. I saw the highlights. Saw the highlights of Gaethje Ferguson. Saw the highlights of Cejudo and um, ah man, Dominic Cruz. Um, what else? Who else was there? 
Oh, Francis Ngannou. How do I forget that? Maybe because he uh, finished it so quick. Dude's a dude's a monster. Um, so we'll see what he does in the future. It seems like he's really uh, stepping in, into himself and becoming what everyone thought he was going to be. And uh, Justin Gaethje just proved that, you know, he's he's the real deal. And you can't stand up with him. You got to take him down and prove that he's good on the ground. Because he's an All-American wrestler. But he doesn't like grappling. He doesn't like going on the ground. So uh, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to, You can't stand up with him. So seeing him versus Khabib will be really interesting uh, to see what happens. So what else can I think that was going on this weekend or this past weekend? So what else? Oh, my favorite. So Sunday nights, we got The Last Dance and American Idol. I can't watch both of them at the same time at night. So, you know, got to record it. So watch over, watch it over again. And, uh, dude, the last dance, the, the more in depth you find about Michael Jordan, it just blows my mind. And I don't, I don't understand how people can't think he's the greatest of all time. I mean, I know it's a controversial, controversial thing, controversial thing, but it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I guess everyone has their... Uh, different opinion on uh, opinion on what greatness is to them. So let me define mine. Greatness is to me where you can lead your team to victory and make them better and be there for them as a teammate and just also do a bunch of great things. So you think about Michael Jordan, you think about one, he won Defensive Player of the Year. He won the Slam Dunk Contest. He won MVPs. He won Offensive Player of the Year. Like, so many things that he did himself, but he also had team things that he won. You know what I mean? And he came back from not playing for over a year and won three more championships after he had won three when he was here. Yeah, you could say, oh, he wouldn't have done that without the team. Okay. You could say that about anyone. You know what I mean? Not it doesn't it's not a, it's a team sport. Okay? We saw him play uh with bad teams in the beginning before he won his three championships when he first entered entered the league. Okay? But that was that wasn't his prime. That was when he was first entering the league. He was still getting his his groove, you know what I mean? And uh, to me, man, like one of the biggest uh, moments was just on this one, one of the past episodes, I forget which episode it was, uh, seven or eight. So when he pl- they played the Washington Bullets and there was a rookie named LeBradford Smith, I think that's what his name was, and he, uh, the dude just went off like... LeBradford, man, like he had like 37 points in the game and like like he was just he just snapped, you know, and um, I believe they beat the Bulls that game. And uh, so after the game, LeBradford said, good game, Mike. And Michael Jordan was like took that to heart. Like he took that as an insult. You know what I mean? 
So the very next game, I th- I think they went to uh, Washington to play the Bullets again. The very next game, and Michael had told like his teammates or someone that he said, uh, "I'm gonna have as many points as that dude had in the first half." This dude, Michael Jordan, had 36, 37 points in the first half. And then come to find out, he didn't even, LeBradford never even said anything to Mike at the end of the game. Michael made that up in his head. This is how wild, man, this this is to me. And this is what shows greatness. Like, it's either psychotic or it's greatness. And... I don't know, man. To me, that's a different level of work. That's a different level. That's a different animal, and I love it. I love that. I love to see that in athletes because how much they want to win. You don't see that today. You don't see that in these NBA players. They just care about playing with their buddies and making the money. Yeah, I love. Like I would love to make that kind of money, right? But think about, you think about the situation Kevin Durant was in, right? He just couldn't, when he was with the Thunder, they just couldn't get past the Warriors every year, man. Like, they just couldn't get past the Western Conference Finals and beat the Warriors. So what does he do? He joins them. No, man. That's not how how you do it. You think if Michael Jordan would have just joined the Pistons? Come on. I think him just doing that would taint how great he, he, he is. Or was, you know? And uh, the fact that he stayed with one team and did all that with one team, I think, makes him great. And I think which will hurt LeBron in the future, you know what I mean? Or trying to be great. I know LeBron doesn't care, really. But he's always going to be up there with him and Kobe and Jordan. But, um, man, that's that's what makes Michael Jordan different. And that was one of my favorite moments. And uh, I think we got we got a message from Dave to see what his favorite moment was. So Dave says, I would have to say when he broke down and cried and had to stop the interview. Um, no one really no one has really seen him emotional or that raw. Everyone thought of him as a hard ass and no soul. But this man just wanted to push his teammates to the best version of themselves. Uh, he was upset with, that some people perceived him as an ass or a jerk and didn't care about his team. When in fact, that's all he cared about. Making his team better and pushing them to perfection. Ultimately winning six rings with numerous people throughout the years. Uh, there would be no other leader like that again in basketball. You can argue LeBron. Hold on, let's, let's just go back to that. So... Uh, there's a clip when he won. I forget which uh, um, which championship he it was. No, it was it was the one after he came back, after they had won and his dad just had passed, right? And he just broke down crying, broke down on the floor. Cause you think about, you know, if you ever put all of your being, all of your soul, all of your emotions into one thing. You don't have time to break down. You don't have that time to sit and reflect. You know what I mean? So 
that whole season, the whole playoff time, the whole, you know what I mean, all this pressure, all this drive, all this, uh, like, stuff built up inside of him, and he finally wins this thing after his dad had passed. All those emotions just flow out like a river, and they just come out of him like crazy, and people um, criticize him for that. For why? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, this dude just put in so much work and so much effort to be the the basketball player that he was after just training forever for baseball, almost a year for baseball, and having his dad pass away. And he probably wasn't able to share those emotions of his dad's passing. He wasn't He wasn't able to get them out. And then at this moment, they all just kind of expelled from his body. You know what I mean? It's like his soul just left his body. And he did, man. Like, he just made... You think Scottie Pippen or Dennis Rodman would be as great as they were um, by themselves? They'd be good players. They wouldn't be great. Scottie Pippen was on the Bulls. He had his chance. He had his chance to make the Bulls his team. And he did the whole season. But then when it comes to the playoffs, I think there was a game in the playoffs where uh, he chose to sit out. Jordan wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Different animal. So... Uh, let's continue what Dave said. You can argue LeBron makes people better around him, which he definitely does. But no player has the same mentality as Jordan. True. That killer be killed. Only person to come close uh, is Kobe. But yeah, seeing the emotional side of Jordan was pretty awesome. And I think will make more people realize what type of man he was over the years. Yeah, the two um, mentalities, man, is Jordan and Kobe. You do not, you don't see a mentality like that now. Um, you can argue Russell Westbrook, uh, but Russell Westbrook is, uh, in my opinion, he is um, reckless. Uh, he likes to play that hero ball. He likes to have the ball at the end of the game. He wants that ball, but then he does something stupid with it. Or he puts up a bad shot. Or he still wants it when he has no shot. You know what I mean? It just doesn't... He wants to play hero ball, but he ends up hurting himself. And also, I don't think he makes anyone better around him. So, But he has that kill mentality. He definitely does. Uh, but when it comes to making people better around you, I don't think he does. Which is why you know, the, I think the Thunder has such a hard time with just Russell. Um, but any other person than that, I don't see it. I don't see that mentality. I don't see that drive. That kind of do any, do like win at all costs type of mentality. I don't see that in anyone in the NBA, not even LeBron, but we'll see if you have a different, if you have a different opinion, don't be afraid to argue with me. Like, I don't care. That's why I got the hotline. 302-313-6429.
So hit up the hotline if you got any comments, guys. Don't be afraid. Uh, what else? Uh, American Idol. American Idol is down to seven contestants now. And they're doing everything from their homes, which which now, it was fine before, but now it's going to be getting kind of weird um, because they're going to find out in the top two while you're at home. I think that sucks. I think that sucks for the person that's going to win. Um, you don't get that same experience. Uh, you don't get that same feeling. Um... And yeah, it's. Ah, I'm just trying to feel like how I would feel if I was on that show. You know what I mean? If I would have made a, if I'd made it this far, uh, how would I want to win? You know, would it matter? Would it matter? Like, just like if you won, I think a part of me, like I'm like, oh yeah, I won. But then you're just at home with your family. You don't have other people cheering you on. You don't see all the love. That you're getting. And uh, I think that would be tough. And then you go straight to work. You go straight to like your sign to whoever. And then you start on your singles and your albums or whatever they do. I don't know. But uh, I think that would be tough. To just um, find out that you just want American Idol sitting on your couch. You're not in a... You're not in an audience that is like crying over you, that is waving their hands at you, wanting to touch you, and all those different types of things that go on there. Um, So it's got to be hard for them. It's got to be hard for them to do everything they're doing at home. You know, and it's not in a professional setting. It's um, in some ways it might be easier because I feel like there's probably less pressure. And less people breathing down your down your neck, but all in all, I mean. So here's the uh, um, the finalists. You got Arthur Gunn, you got Dylan James, who's one of my favorites. You got Francisco, one of my favorites. Johnny West, Julia, Just Sam, one of my favorites. Louis Knight, one of my favorites. And that's it. That's seven. Yeah, that's seven. Yeah. So I have no idea. I really don't know. I think uh, Just Sam, who's a girl who um singing on the subway. You know, she was so comfortable in the beginning. She brought her, uh, her box, her little shoe box to sing in Hollywood because that's how she felt comfortable singing with her shoe box in front of her, like asking when she was asking for money on the subway. And this girl has come so far, man. And she's uh, top seven in American Idol. You got Francisco. You got Dylan James. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you who's going to win. It's all about how America votes. And usually in the past seasons, America hasn't gone the way I wanted. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But those are my top two uh, shows during the week pretty much. Haven't really uh, gotten into anything else too much, but but yeah, I'm trying to do just like more active things. Trying to you know stay active, 
keep my size. Um, still lifting. Uh, just started doing cardio like I talked about with my dog. And, uh, you know, just those little things. But I wanted to, I want to, hold on. I forgot something, but I want to hit on a point about going back to the last dance. And um, what what does it take to be a, the greatest of all time? You know what I mean? Does it take like really pushing away people in your personal life um to get to where you want to go like it's got to be that killer be killed mentality like that win at all costs can't do anything else but focus on this you know i mean you see how michael jordan handled it and it makes me think a lot about arnold schwarzenegger you look at arnold back in the day bodybuilding Dude, um, he also lost his dad, but said, I can't go to his funeral because I have to train. So that's what made him a shark. That's what made him a shark in the water, you know, just eating up the minnows. And you watch Pumping Iron, great documentary, um, and you see how all the guys... uh, Tried to make themselves known around him. And he would just laugh. He'd be like, oh, you're trying to challenge me? You know, stuff like that. And it's funny. But that's what made him great. But then you look at guys like Wayne Gretzky who didn't do that. Who just worked and worked and worked at his craft. You know, I didn't, I tried to find something about him and his personal life. I couldn't find too much. So if anyone knows anything about Wayne Gretzky, like you can like DM me, let me know, whatever. But what I found is that his teammates loved him because of his work ethic, because they saw him as not the best player before, you know, he wasn't the greatest. He wasn't the greatest skater. He wasn't the greatest, um, offensive player, you know, um, all these other things and but he put in that work to make sure that he could be the best and now he's one of the greatest of all time to ever play hockey and that's a that's crazy and of course you look at Tom Brady man like you look at him at the combine you think you would tell that you would say that guy's going to be the greatest of all time in football no not even close but he worked and worked and worked. He got better no matter what it took. But again, I don't know what his personal life was like. I don't know if he, you know, sacrificed. I'm sure you got to sacrifice something. But not as much as what Arnold did. Um, I'm pretty sure Arnold didn't really like his family because sure they're all the way in Austria and, you know, he's in the U.S. He loved his, <clears throat> he loved his uh, life in L.A. And um, so that might be a different, different type of situation. And, um, you know, and then you got Michael Jordan. I'm sure his family life wasn't great, his personal life. And, you know, but you see the work. You know, 
And Michael, Michael was also very talented. But he also put in the work. Whereas Wayne Gretzky or a Tom Brady, they weren't as talented off the jump. You know, they put in that work, work, work. They drilled it and drilled it and drilled it. And, um, you know, they really became the greatest of all time in what they're in their sport. You know, and it's it's crazy that you're playing a team sport, but you're you yourself are known as the greatest of all time in that sport. But it's a whole team that it takes a whole team to win. You know, but you have your moments. Uh, this if if they're able to play this year in the NFL, Tom Brady, I think, will really show if it was him, a combination of him or Belichick. That made him that made them great. Because him now on another team will show how much was him and how much was the coach. So I think I just had to get that input in there because that's what something I was always thinking about. And um I just remember that Arnold came to my mind. You know, how many people wanted to beat him? How many people, you know, couldn't stand him as a person? Dude was arrogant as hell. You know, probably still is. But uh, he got the job done. You know, he was genetically gifted. He was very talented. And, um, you know, but he also, he shut his mouth and put in the work. And it just it's just unbelievable to me. The amount of discipline it takes. You know, how much you have to push yourself. And also with Arnold, you see what he's done in other things. So it's not just that drive to be the best bodybuilder. The drive to be the best actor. The drive to be the best governor. You know, he's from Austria. And he's he was the governor of California. You know, and he also was shut down so many times trying to be an actor. Now he has lines that... You, that you can say and people know exactly who you're talking about. Like from Terminator and different different movies like that. I mean, it's just crazy that these guys are just like so gifted. And I love watching that. Like people hate watching Michael Jordan. People hate watching Tom Brady. I understand that. Um, But... I love greatness. I love watching how it's built and what they do and how they um, process things in their mind. Because they do it differently than other people do. They put in different kind of work than what other people do. And that's what I love about it. Um, let's, hit the, let's hit the hotline. I think we got a call... This week. And don't forget, if you have any comments, if you have anything you want to talk about with me, if you want to hear my thoughts on something, if you just want to say what's up, I don't care. <laughs> you know, hit the hotline 302 313 6429. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, another one from Sasha. All right. What do you got to say this time, girl? 
Yo, Bennett, Sasha, just got done watching your newest podcast with your, I believe, your cousin, Sierra. That was really cool. Uh, it was cool to see you guys talk about your past and whatnot. And when you all brought up the Take Me Home Country Roads, that was freaking hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks for watching. And I love that, you know, people can watch that kind of stuff, even though they don't know the other person. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to my cousin Sierra in years, probably, and um, it's cool to see people grow. It's cool to see the the roads and the paths they take, and um, and that you had no idea, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it was pretty cool. But yeah, Country Roads is like um, the Hamrick Anthem. You know, my family's, like, national anthem is Country Roads. It's like, I mean, I had it played at my wedding. Uh, my sister-in-law played it at her wedding, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I love that song to death. Uh, it does make me feel like um, I'm at home when I'm singing it. So. Um, but also, I just wanted to talk about a few things, eh? I wanted to know how the bidet was going, how the birthday bidet was. So, so uh, if you guys, I don't know if I said it on a podcast or not, but so I just turned 30 in April and for my birthday, my mom was like, what do you want? What do you want? I was like, mom, I don't need nothing. I don't need nothing, you know? She's like, no, I want to get you something. You're 30, you know, I really want to get you something. So I was like, how about a bidet? You know, uh, something I was always curious about. I've never, I don't know anyone who has one, so I couldn't like try it anywhere. So uh, yeah, I've uh, listened to a lot of podcasts that are sponsored by it. So yeah, I sent her the link and she bought it for me for my birthday. And we, me and the wife have been using it ever since. And I'm still trying to get the hang of it. Still feels kind of weird. But I do feel a hell of a lot cleaner. I feel more sanitary. And um, sometimes I use it just to feel good. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's about it. Treating you and your wife's tushies. B, I've gotten into some new habits. Or new, not habits, new... Um, new activities i don't know your wife tried one of them last night called mal de ojo like the egg test um it's like a long tradition from um i believe mexico like spanish traditions um it's to help get rid of like curses from like the evil eye and whatnot and i'm romanian and the evil eye is like a like a lucky charm for me but it's a long little thing that happens with an egg. You could ask your wife some more stuff about it because, you know, I tried to get her into crystal healing and whatnot because I'm into that kind of thing. So maybe you can do a podcast and ask people about, you know, what they're into for healing and whatnot. Crystal healing, mal de ojo, all that kind of stuff. Um, what else? What else? I don't know. The weather's going to be real nice soon, so holla for that. You know what I'm saying? 
But, yeah, hope you have a great day. Really enjoying the podcast. And I miss you guys. All right. Yeah, we miss you too, girl. And, um... So... I don't want to get, I'm very, okay, so starting off, I'm very open-minded, so I'm not, um, like, dumb enough, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and think that other people should believe what I believe, right? Because I know people believe in other things, I know uh, other things can help other people, um, you know, uh, so... I'm trying to think how I should word this, but yeah, she told me about this egg test, um, a little complicated, but so what I believe is more faith-based in that Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, is the ultimate healer. Um, he can heal the wounded, he can heal the sick, you know, people can say, um, you know, like, oh, why did, why did God do this? Why did God do that? Like, if there's a God, then why does he allow, like, insert bad thing here to happen? You know, um. The thing is that we don't know. But we do know that everything isn't God's doing. You know, um, I do believe there's an enemy. I do believe, um, like as I believe in God, I believe in heaven and hell. I believe in Satan. I do, like... The reason I do is because I've seen it in my life. I've seen the work in my life. And to give you a little backstory is, yeah, I was raised that way. I've also gotten that question is like, if you ever, if you never went to church, if you never grew up in Christian school, would you still believe that? And I fully in my heart think that I would find it somehow. Because I've seen it in my life. I've seen the work in my life. Uh, the more I grow closer uh, to, to God, right? Um, for me, my relationship with God is personal. It's just me and me and my Lord and Savior. You know? Um, I'm not religious. I don't I don't consider myself religious at all. I don't um I grew up in a uh Baptist uh church, but I also disagree with a lot of things they do and say. Um so it's hard for me to to talk about these kind of things um with people that don't quite understand because they don't they haven't seen it in their life you know what I mean 
So I don't know. It's 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 a difficult thing, you know. Um, myself, I don't believe in worshiping worshiping false idols, you know, which can be like worldly things, um, things of the earth, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but I get it. I get why you would question me. Um, but I mean, it's really, it's hard to explain, man. It's, it's a feeling. It's, uh, it's like, uh, what they say? Faith is the evidence of things unseen. You know, and people, when they say that, they always bring up the wind. You know, you can't see the wind, but you can feel the effects of the wind. And that's how I feel about God. Like, I can't see him, but I feel it and I know it's there. I've seen it in my life. I've seen things come come in my life that I've prayed for. Um, but there's things in my life that I've prayed for and that haven't come. So, um, you know, and uh, I think it's odd that people will go to God when things are bad. All the time. After 9-11, who were people, people were praying. Who are you praying to? You're sending up prayers, but who are you praying to? You know what I mean? But people say God, God this, God that. People, different religions have different gods, right? My God is Jesus. You know, the, um, you know, I do, I have a Christian belief. I don't, I don't recognize myself as a Christian just because I don't want to be, if I was to talk to someone and tell them what I believe, if I tell them I'm a Christian, they're just going to push me to the side and be like, oh, I know how you Christians are. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, they shouldn't do that, but they do anyway. But I also see Christians, I saw Christians daily. You know, even if even the ones that go to church every Sunday, even the ones you know that, that put on that face and pretend to be good. You know, I'm trying not to. I'm not trying to preach or anything here. I'm just saying what's coming off my heart. You know, I'm just saying what. Uh, what really, you know, what really I believe, and, you know, I might not be able to think of everything right now and say everything right now, but. But yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I think about, you know, whereas like, so Sasha, like I, I understand why you turn to what you turn to. And, um, I'm just telling you, like, I have a different view of things. You know what I mean? And I can understand why other people don't see things the way I do. So. And I tried to get other people to answer that question, but it might be too deep of a question for uh, people to call in and talk about. So. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, see what else is going on here. 
You know what I have loved about this quarantine though? Um is like since a lot of places, a lot of uh like bands and stuff can't have concerts, a lot of people aren't doing concerts or anything, they're not gonna be able to do them for a while. So a lot of bands, you know, especially that I like, are uh putting out um like new songs and new albums and stuff like that. Like they were gonna hold off and put them out later, but now all these they're like flowing out. And I'm like, yes. Um, and one in particular, if you want to go to, uh, if you want to search like the the band, the Ghost Inside, uh, I can't play them on here, but the song called Aftermath, it's just uh, the band was in a a bad like uh, bus accident, um, 2015, I believe. The driver of the bus and the driver that hit the bus uh, were killed. And the band members, um, like one lost a leg, the other ones couldn't walk. Like, they all struggled with something. And um, I believe this is the first song they've put out since then. And their album comes out in June, which I can't wait for. Like, I am so hyped for it. And um, because this song, I've been listening to it like once every day. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this song just hits. And I think if you're not really into the music, I think you should watch the video. Because the beginning of the video kind of sets the tone and sets the mood. And you listen to the lyrics. And uh, even though they're screaming and, you know, there's still a little... Um, the song is a little, like, melodic, hardcore. You know, there's a little, like, melody at the in, the, in between um, certain verses and stuff. But, oh my gosh, dude. The the lyrics, the video, the 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 song all together, such a good song, dude. I've never even heard of that band. I've never heard of that band until now, and I think there's that's the same with a lot of people. Um, this song has really brought them to light, and now you got a lot of people on YouTube that do like reaction videos. They all like even um. People that don't even listen to like heavy metal or hardcore kind of music uh, are doing reaction videos to this song because of the video. And if you watch the video and then watch look at the lyrics, like you understand what they're going through at the time, and it, it brings it up to how they feel now. And oh man, it's just a sad, uh, it's a sad thing that happened. And the way the drummer, I watched a. Uh, like a compil compilation compilation um, of videos of the drummer doing therapy and um, of them trying to figure out how he can drum again because how are you gonna use the the uh, pedal if you can't if you don't have a leg you know what I mean especially being like a metal band where you're using both. So, and that's, that's what's crazy to me, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I think you should go listen to it. The Ghost Inside, and it's called Aftermath. Then you should look it up on YouTube and check it out. But, I think that's a good way to end it. Um, if you're watching, I love you. If you're listening, I love you, you know. 
just trying to pick up my support here on the podcast, just really trying to grind and uh, get more listeners, get more subscribers, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you like the podcast, you know, don't be afraid to call in on the hotline. Um, as always, the number is three, uh, 302-313-6429. So don't be afraid to hit up the hotline and let me know how you feel about everything. Um, subscribe on YouTube, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, um, and subscribe, and also subscribe on Spotify, all that good stuff, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm trying to bring the guests, I'm trying to bring the heat when I'm by myself, um, if you want, like, throw me some topics, uh, if you want to hear me talk about something, if you want to be a guest, whatever, you know, let me know, I'll hook you up, I ain't got nothing but time right now, so, I thank y'all for listening, this is the Strong Tower Podcast, we're out, peace.